baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jason DeRussia has the week off. Filling in, I'm Dave Schrader. Thank you for tuning in to Drive Time with DeRussia. Let's keep picking scabs since I'm on a roll of irritating people with the, the concepts of all the things we've been bringing up. How about this? Marketing company alleges it can listen to your phone and other de- devices for targeted advertising. This may come as no surprise to some of you. To some of us, we've thought of this conspiracy, but often shaking our heads thinking, no, there's no way. But a marketing team within the Cox Media Group alleges that it can listen to your conversations through your phone, your TV, and other devices. CMG Local Solutions claims it has active listening technology capable of picking up conversations to furnish advertisers with a weekly list of consumers who may need a product or service. The company utilizes its technology and AI to detect relevant conversations from consumers on their smartphones, smart TVs, and other devices. CMG made the bold claim in a now-deleted blog post. Joining me, Michael Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Michael, how is this okay? Well, uh, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, that a lot of people think it's been going on forever. And it does seem very weird the way you talk about, you know, golf clubs and suddenly you get a whole bunch of ads about golf clubs or you talk about, you know, some some type of food and suddenly you get those type of ads. Um, you know, the blog post has been taken down. Um, and so we don't really know for sure what, you know, everything that it said, but it did make some pretty broad claims. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we already have, there's already, it, clearly by carrying your cell phone, there's already tracking on you that takes place no matter what. I mean, that, that they can get, do that with cell towers. You know, the government does that with the police in a lot of different ways. Um, so it's already happening in a right. lot of ways. And I understand um, the government needing yeah. that to help find missing people, to help find criminals that may be out doing things. But when it comes to the privacy violation from advertising firms and PR firms, hacking and using, I don't know if hacking is the right term, but it seems like it because I don't remember signing in any of my contracts for my cell phone use or my smart TV use the okay that they can listen take information, and sell that information to others. Well, I doubt you probably looked at what you signed it with the cell phone. How dare I mean, those, you, Michael? Those are incredible. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying. I mean, who knows what's in all that stuff, that the gibberish that we signed with all that. Um, you know, because there's a ton of stuff that comes with that. Um, and it's different. And, you know, government has struggled with this whole idea of, you know, if people treat it like it's still the local phone, but, I mean, you go back, you used to have operators that used to be able to listen to on the phone. So, I, you know, I don't know where we're at as far as, you know, what exactly is is the ability to listen in on conversations, particularly people conversations people have out in public. 
because um, if you hear something, somebody's just talking out in public, it's not it's not privileged or it doesn't get protected in and of itself. So there's a lot of really you know crazy stuff out there, and we've got marketing companies using AI that can do things. I mean, the the whole you know theory that there's some dude sitting in a room listening to everybody's phone calls I don't think exists. But you know AI and the ability for them to you know, shift through stuff is unbelievable. Um, well, if that, if that position is open, I will just let people know my resume is online <laughs> on Indeed. I'm willing to sit and listen to other people's phone calls and let them do the talking for a while. But that will – and I, I get your point. You're out in the – you know, if if I'm walking around with mm-hmm. my producer here and we're walking through an open market talking and somebody overhears me say, man, I could go for a papaya, and they come running over with papaya, that's one thing <laughs> yeah. because I'm there right. doing that. But if I'm talking about – uh, you know, papayas, and I'm walking through church, and and some street vendor gets alerted. I want a papaya, and comes running through town to bring. That seems like it's things are going a little too far. Oh yeah, well, we've got way past far. I mean, right. you know, I mean that's already <laughs> happened. But you know, I, I when you've got like airways where it's traveling over airways, you do have it traveling out there. It's not all private. You're not sitting in the little room all locked up having a conversation with somebody, even though you feel like you are, or you, you make the claim that you are. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, there's a lots of loopholes out there and there's a lot of things that we allow with, with, with the phones that we carry. Right. And as I'm reading here uh, from the talk and text line, I've got a message that comes in and says, Hey Dave, every time you accept cookies, that's how this begins. And talking to oh, us yeah. on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Michael, uh, I'm, I'm just I, – I, the outrage for me is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's not. Again, I've, I've been of the mind these things happen. How do I know? Because I was talking to uh, the guys that sell advertising for my podcast, and they said, how do you feel about erectile dysfunction pills? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that term. And we had a good laugh about it and then talked about it for a few minutes. And then all I got were messages and ads for erectile dysfunction pills left and right after that. Yep. And I thought, well, that's weird. <laughs> that's, no, yeah, why am I weird. getting it's, this? It's what, it's what happens. And, you know, I mean, the possibility that our phones are listening to us all the time or that we have open mics, you know, it's it. It's all very possible because we got a friggin' mic on the phone and it's connected to the outside. Right, but your phone, but your TV, other screens. This article goes in pretty in depth with the things that originally uh, entered into this. And it said that uh, Variety even noted, citing the post, that the group also contends that it can create a campaign to listen for keywords. Targets relevant to businesses. Yep. The outcome of this tactic tactic is advertising efficiency, and that they can listen through your TV, your your Alexas, your smart devices. That again, are we gonna? Is there gonna have to be a point where we have to put up a shield and say, okay, this is not acceptable? And how do we bring that out to certain elements of the government? And and are we gonna just be met with the hey, you don't want the government interfering? And you get to make your own choices. Well, you get to read the fine print for now on. You get to do with yeah. these problems. You know, Big Brother's not going to step in because you'll just slap our hands and yell at us for doing it. Yeah, it's with the advancement in TVs. And when you got microphones on TVs and you're able to talk to the TVs, it's got an ability to talk. It's got an ability to have microphones. So I think the more you bring into your life that involves microphones, the more you're opening yourself up to who's on the other side of it. Mm. Well, if you're listening, 
universe or AI. I'd like a million dollars, a brand new car, and all of my debt wiped out. Let's see if you can make that happen. Then I'll be less irritated by the things that you tell me I should get instead of the things I actually need, which is all of that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> of course, maybe they'll I'll start getting re- weight, weight loss uh, texts and uh, how to invest my money texts now, right? That's what's going to be the next wave. There you go. And then maybe a couple of debt collector or debt uh, consolidation places. So, you know, you, you, it, it, you've got to watch what you ask for. You've got to really tar- tailor that so it's specific and you know exactly what you're getting. Oh, this is funny. It's like the old uh, adage, right? Uh, with every wish, there comes a curse. And that's what it seems like. We're trying to make life easier by yeah. having access- accessibility and things like Amazon and all of these sales where we don't even have to go out of our home anymore to, to shop. The, the holidays purchases, 95% of them I did online. I think I ran out to uh, one of the big box stores for about 100 bucks worth of stuff this year. The rest was all pre-ordered on the Internet. And, uh, Nowhere to go. Yep. Right. If we're, we're, that's the, the trade-off for the convenience. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it's a real trade-off, but it's it's what but the more we do that puts us out there and the more we use outside ways to do it, the more possibilities there are for open doors for people to listen, watch, and track. And AI gives them the ability to track in ways that we haven't even thought of yet. Good grief. Uh, I have to take a break. Michael, I did just get a news story. I would like you, if you have just a few minutes to stay with us and sure. weigh in on, yeah. uh, we'll do that. We'll come back. We've got... Uh, Michael Bryant on the line with us from uh, Bradshaw and Bryant and uh, having him weigh in on some of these strange legal stories that are popping up and and giving some insights to us. I guess we're kind of on the hook for ourselves with this AI and the things that we're purchasing. We Buyer beware, right? Caveat emptor, if you're purchasing devices that can listen, you should be aware of the fact they're probably doing just that. Uh, I will, I'll throw this to you and maybe we can come back to it and, and cover the other story. But then on the other side of this, Michael, there are uh, devices, smart devices in our house that are listening to murders that are taking place. And then there are so many fiery uh, hoops to get through to get that audio that could prove who a killer is. It seems like that information should be much more accessible than our buying habits. Let's discuss that briefly and then talk about the other story. When we return, I'm Dave Schrader filling in for Jason DeRussia here on News Talk WCCO 830. Welcome back. Drive time with DeRussia. This is Dave Schrader. I'm filling in for DeRussia for the rest of the week. And joining me right now, Michael Bryant. Before the break, Michael, I said we have all these listening devices in our house, some of them recording tragedies that are taking place. And then when law enforcement is trying to access that audio in order to solve a crime, they've got to jump through fiery hoops. Yet I can have uh, some AIPR clinic listening to my calls, and they're selling that information left and right to get me to buy uh, cars or clothes or erectile dysfunction pills. How is that okay? Well, I don't know that's okay, but we're we're probably going to hit a point at some point where that's going to come to clash because if they're really listening, they're going to hear murders or they're going to hear stuff like, what do they do about it? Like, what if they hear terrorists? Do they have some duty or something if something happens along those lines? Um, so... Um, well, that is know, something, though, that they've been talking. It, it has happened. There have been murders that have occurred where the listening device recorded it and recorded yep. them saying these names. But then when law enforcement tries to get that, they're fighting left and right to get that audio released. Uh, and I understand that you can't have somebody listening all the time. But if you have a specific date, time and know when it was taking place, why is that not easily accessible for law enforcement? 
that's the question. And, you know, sometimes it comes down to, you know, the, the security on the phone, you know, and issues concerning, you know, getting into the phone. Sometimes it, it involves, I mean, and then whether or not you can actually, there's proof out there that such things exist. Do we, do we have something that we go, oh, yeah, we know that if we go to, you know, last Tuesday at 10 o'clock, we can hear whatever the heck the phone picked up. I, I don't know that anybody's confirmed that we can do that or where that all is. All right, so maybe I'm just going off my CSI vibes, the uh, the crime procedurals on TV, hoping that this is what's going on in the real world. Maybe. All right. Here's the other question I had for you. I'm a dad. I, for a short time, had to put my kids on planes to go visit their mom in the summer living in Reno. I live here in the Twin Cities. I would put three unaccompanied minors on a plane, expecting them to put my children on the correct plane. And there is news that just came out. I don't mean to laugh. I'm just like, I I can't believe this airline is going to still be named the same thing and not be the family's owned airline at the end of this. But a six-year-old boy flying alone from Philadelphia to Florida to visit his grandmother for Christmas was put on the wrong plane by Spirit Airlines during the busy holiday travel week. I mean, all ended well, though not without a scare for his grandmother waiting for him to disembark in Orlando. That's what uh, is being reported from WINK-TV. They told me, no, he's, he's not on this flight. He missed the flight, recalls Maria Ramos. I said, no, he could not miss his flight because I have the check-in tag. She then spoke to a wow. flight attendant who told her no unaccompanied child had been on board. Fortunately, young Casper soon called his grandmother safe and sound from the airport in Fort Myers, about 160 miles away per CNN. The airline put the child on a plane to the wrong city Although it was wow. in the right state, Ramos drove to pick him up after his uh, first ever flight. In a statement, Spirit says the child was incorrectly boarded on Thursday, though it adds yeah. he was under the care and supervision of an airline employee, an incompetent one, it appears. We apologize yeah. to the family for this experience. Weirdly, his bag ended up in the correct flight to Orlando, so I guess we've got that to uh, hang our hat on. Mm-hmm. But how uh, how much trouble is Spirit going to be in for something like this? Oh. The big issue will be what the damages are. You know, I mean, could they have been in horrible, horrible? I mean, if something happened to the kid or, you know, or kid disappears or something, I mean, that would have been, that would have been a huge, you know, thing. I mean, it should never happen. You know, what happened was wrong. They should figure out what they can do to remedy it or at least take care of the family in some manner. But that being said, without long-term damages, it's going to be one of those that, yeah, they'll something will happen, but I don't know that it'll be as bad as, you know, as, uh, well, thankfully it wasn't as bad as it could be. Well, he got scanned, was put on a flight. How did yep. that not alert happened. the airline that, hey, he's not on this flight because the other flight knew that there was no unaccompanied minor and that should have taken place first of all. So you would think that there would be a red flag to that flight that, hey, oh, we, yeah. we had an unaccompanied minor booked for this flight. Do we know where this this child is before they even left yep. the ground? Well, and they know the numbers. They know the numbers on the plane, who should be, how many should be on the plane, where people should be sitting. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff like that. So there's some huge mistake that took place, no doubt about that. And they did something wrong. It's just that what are going to be the long-term damages? Is the kid going to be okay? How old is Casper? Six years old. Six years old. His first you know, is he going to have a big effect? You yeah. know, I mean, you know, is he going to be afraid to fly? You know, is he going to, you know, there's going to be all sorts of things that will go towards what the damages are in the long run. Should they call Bradshaw and Bryant to find out? Well, yeah, they can talk, but <laughs> I, I'm hoping the kid's okay and, you know, right. he's, he's able to get through it and, you know, it's not a big deal for him. Brutal. All right, Michael, thank you so much. Happy New Year, sir, and thanks for joining Absolutely. us today. Absolutely.
All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. That's that's crazy. I don't. Oh, my God. I'm not the litigious type. I got to tell you, I am the type that believes that, you know, mistakes happen. Things happen. But I'm a parent. If my kids are separated and not put in the right place, going to the right location. Holy Hannah. Would that I, I I'd be on the phone with the attorneys the moment I found out what took place. I apparently I don't know that I'd have much ground to stand on from uh, what Michael said. Again, it's going to depend on quite a bit. Um, but man, somebody's got to hold them more accountable to this situation because that type of thing just cannot happen. You can't you can't entrust your minor child. And I know there's going to be some of you that said, "No, goof." That's why you should go on the flight and deliver the child, and that is rightfully so. Home I know alone too. I about home alone too. Yeah, right. Home alone altogether. Yeah. If I Take my kids, which I did, to the airport. I had to get a special pass, and I went with them to their gate. I stayed with them on that gate until they were checked in and processed and brought on the plane, and I waited till the door was shut. So I felt like my end of the job was complete. Mm-hmm. I made sure right plane, right flight number, right destination, and that the door was shut. I knew they were not coming off that plane. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, my kids loved it. I didn't know that uh, those special passes were a thing. I guess I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, they've got to walk you through to get you from point yep. A to point B. I don't know. Maybe they buckled down on that. Maybe that's what happened is they had maybe. to check him in at the front at Spirit, and then uh, an attendant took him to the flight. But, again, you would think she would have processed. This is a flight to Orlando, not Fort Myers. Yeah. And I, well, there just seems like there's a big breakdown all the way through on this. I don't know if I trust Spirit. That the Spirit's an airline that will charge you for you know how many shakes you do in the bathroom. Like that's they charge you for everything. So like this I next segment's airline, brought to us by Spirit Airlines. Yeah, <laughs> be careful. Yeah, you never know who's listening. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I it, it is right. I mean, there are some of these uh, some of these companies that need to be held accountable when it comes to things like for this. Sure. How I'm, you're out did there? Did they get you're flights listening. at least? Like, did they get? I don't. Some, okay, you, you've heard what I've heard. That gotcha. was the entirety of the article. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That is the WCCO talk and text line. Hit me up. What are your thoughts? How how quick would you be suing? Or is this just a? <laughs> well, at least he's safe and sound, and we have his luggage. Would you be able to just move on with that, or would this be – I'd be terrified to put my kid alone on a flight again, and I would uh, make sure that I was the one walking them to that gate, watching them get on that plane, and I would stand there till that door is shut and moved on. So as the parent, you are doing your part of this uh, as long as they legally are allowing that to still happen. Uh, it's been I don't know, about five, six years since I've had to do that with my kids. Um, Thankfully, they just live here with me in Minnesota full time, so I haven't had to to make that uh, that thing take place. But it is it's crazy that this is still taking place in today's society, knowing that there are checks and double checks for your bags, your luggage. I mean, I use Delta, and I get messages: your bag is now on the flight. Your bag has been checked in. Your bag will be coming out on on uh, you know roundabout seven, and your bag is being unloaded. I get constant reminders. I can't believe that I get reminders every step of the way for my luggage, but they didn't for this kid. That's wow. I would, again, I'm in easy meltdown mode today. Oh, and if you think I've melted down now, just wait. When we come back, <laughs> I'm unleashing Minnesota Vikings. I, I'm oh, We'll cover that in the next, uh, next segment of the show. This last weekend, what a debacle. And and to what level are we going to continue to accept this kind of uh, play? And I understand that there are some 
uh, circumstances you just can't control, but it sure seems like there's a lot we can and we are not doing. Again, if you want to weigh in on the games, weigh in on our teams and what's going on, 651-461-9226. That's the WCCO talk and text line. We'll take your calls. I'll read your text. We'll discuss all of this when we return. And remember, if you are listening and miss part of the show and you'd like to be able to go back and revisit the show, hear what you've missed, remember to subscribe to our podcasts on the Odyssey app. Apple iTunes, or your favorite podcast provider. Never miss another minute of the very best in entertaining radio. You can find us very easily. Take us along with you on the road. Listen wherever you are. And remember, if you're out traveling, just ask your smart device. It's already listening to play the best. Ask them to play WCCO radio, and it'll fire off for you. So again, wherever you are around the world, you can tune in and check out the dulcet tones of the amazing hosts right here. On News Talk 830-WC. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Are you throwing a little Carly Rae Jepsen at me to try to calm my my nerves before I go into Viking talk? I'm just is that what you're trying to do? The phone, the phone fanatics out there. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Call me, maybe. And if you'd like to call us, you certainly can. The talk and text line is open six five one four six one nine two two six. What do you make of this Minnesota Vikings play? Uh, the way this game is going, I don't know. And the decision to abandon the run this weekend, I'm not sure that I follow that either. It was a difficult game to focus on with the Minnesota Vikings and, uh, again, another quarterback in Mullins that looked so promising. But four interceptions, two fumbles, I know they were both recovered, so many injuries, so many things plaguing this team, and, oh, my God. Don't even get me started on the questionable <laughs> calls, right? Yeah. Oh, you're just a Vikings fan, and you're going to whine and bellyache about it. No, there were some blatant calls that we've been screwed on the entire season. This game was definitely one of them. And I have, I, I just, I don't even know where to go anymore. First of all, I'm curious. I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm in the minority here. I liked Dobbs. I thought what yeah. Dobbs was showing showed some excellence. I think it's interesting that he came in. No time on the playbook. Joined us what two days after joining, and literally had Pretty to much. get out on yeah. the and then won that game. Yeah, came back, won two more games, kept us in the game for two more games, but threw some interceptions. Yeah, and it's funny that he started getting less productive the more integrated into the system he became. And I understand you have to learn a system, you have to become part of a team and build around it. But I also think that there should have been some adjustments, and I'm sure there is to a degree, but there should have been more adjustments to the strengths that Dobbs was showing. And this guy coming in, doing what he's doing, and I love the scrambling. I love the running. I feel like that's what we were really missing with Mullins this weekend that could have been the difference in the game. They pulled Dobbs to put Mullins in. If you're in a situation where we've coughed up the ball four times and interceptions, fumbled twice, would it have been a better decision to put in a different quarterback at that point? Because obvious, ours was rattled, and they had his number. 
and he was not showing an effective approach to running it himself or changing it up. Yeah. I know he did great, and you look at the stats, and there's a lot of passing yards. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. But I'm one of those guys who, great, stats don't win games. And we're not going to go to the Super Bowl because <laughs> your stats are great. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm kind of with you in the Dobbs part. It's uh, It was way too short of a leash, I think, for him. I understand that this is what every team has gotten with him as far as the consistency part. I, I get that there's – only so far his his ceiling can reach, but I would rather have Josh Dobbs and what he brings to the table with his repertoire than what Nick Mullins has brought to this team in the few games that he's played because I have yet to see something that's impressive about Nick Mullins. And looking back at especially the play that pretty much sealed the deal with the game-ending interception – there was a couple of receivers downfield, and there was even a couple off to the side that were wide open. Wide There's open. no reason on first down that you should be trying to force a desperation throw up the field. And we Especially had four interceptions. Close, yes. Yeah. Four interceptions. Yeah. There should have been about seven. Yes. There should have been way more. There should have been seven. Yeah. It was all on the on the defense's yeah. fault for not picking those balls off and yeah. taking them. And, and, and I don't know why this team insists – on having Jaron Hall not start a game instead of Mullins. I just don't I don't understand the logic with that. I get the concussion thing, but the guy did one drive with the team and then got concussed after that. I that's they've given a better he's given a better sample sample size than what Mullins has shown me in two, three games, whatever games he started. I understand like that's a bigger sample size, but what I saw from Jaron Hall is way more promising than what Nick Mullins has been showing me so far. You barely beat Vegas two weeks ago. Right, and yeah. and going back to Dobbs, we didn't even have Jefferson for a lot of that. Correct. So his best receiver wasn't there. He hadn't had a real chance to sync with that receiver. And, you know, one of the most dynamic players out there. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty. What do you do? Do you pull? Do you pull? I don't understand why, as a team, we just can't shake things up. They've obviously adjusted now to Mullins. Teams have watched the footage. They know what his weaknesses are. What is the problem with swapping, you know, in the third quarter when you see that his problems are continuing, swap to somebody to try to shake things up, get the dynamic back. Well, but yeah. Dave, he's still throwing well. He's still doing well. His his throwing game was on point. It's not on point when he was almost picked off seven times. Might have been eight that he was almost picked yeah. off. At least seven that I can think of. Four he got picked off. And those weren't – Dobbs, to me, got ripped off from that too because his his interceptions were deflections. Correct. A couple of them were deflected yeah. into the hands as opposed to being thrown directly to. But now you're going to get the people saying, well, well, it still counts as an interception. Yes, we know. It counts as an interception. But the precision that he was showing with his passing was quite a bit better than what we saw from Nick Mullins in – this week's game, last week's game, even the Vegas game, it was not uh, not very good as far as a passing performance from him. We lose by one, basically one touchdown. One of the most egregious errors of the game came about nine minutes left in the first half. The game tied at 7-7. Minnesota edge rusher Patrick Jones II was flagged for roughing the passer on a second and 26 play, which then gave the Lions at an automatic first down at the Vikings' 46-yard line, right? Had the flag not been thrown, the Lions would have faced third and 21. Instead, they used a free first down to fuel a scoring drive. And things happen, Dave. There are bad calls on both sides. I understand that. But again, when are we going to start holding the 
the refs more accountable for these actions because the last three seasons, it seems to me, there has been more across the board bad calls, bad decisions made by inept refs. Yeah. And I, I know, I know they're doing a, a hard job trying to cover an entire field, but that's their job. And there's got to be other ways. And then you've got reviews. Yep. And we've got people up there. Why aren't we checking these things? And on the very same drive, the play before the field goal, Vikings linebacker Jordan Hicks hit Jared Goff as he was about to pass. The ball popped loose. Can Bynum scooped it up and ran it back for a defensive touchdown. The officials call it a fumble. Now, from the one angle, it's Pretty clear that it's a fumble. Yeah. From the other, it does look like his arm is starting to move forward. It was close. It was it was tight. Right. So I can understand on that being a little bit of a tight tighter call, but the the replay suggested that uh, contact was made before the ball went forward. When he got hit, was that what made the arm jerk forward? Was yeah. it truly a pass? And I know you got to give in to the yep. refs at that point, but it, it just seemed like there are so many weird calls. And that one, I'll I'll give them the. the it's, all about, it's all about conclusive evidence at that point, right. especially with the play like that. It's unless you have a hundred and ten percent evidence that that was what uh, that was the case. Which it's unless you're the you're in the moment or, or you are the player. There's no way to prove that that was what forced his arm to go forward. Mm-hmm. So like that's just one of those tough ones where you just kind of kind of have to swallow a bitter pill and move on. But yeah. One of the other calls to attract attention, again, from Vikings fans came in the fourth quarter with the referees calling illegal contact against Jalen Williams because Lions receiver Josh Reynolds seemingly bumped into him on his route. And this happened on a third and seven with four minutes and 21 seconds remaining, giving the Lions a new first down instead of fourth and seven, allowing them, again, to take almost two minutes off the clock, forcing the Vikings to take risks that ultimately led to Mullins' final interception. Now, I think... Uh, that article's even being a little generous to Mullins. He was taking risks to get it done. He'd been showing all day that he was not doing great at precision throwing. And there were many throws when he threw it into double coverage when we had two to three players wide open. Yeah. It's the story of the game, unfortunately. It's the story of the Vikings. Yeah, it's the story of the Vikings, and it's uh, it's just – it's as I've been telling everybody, it is one of those weird spots now where you are not looking good when it comes to a draft pick. You're not, you're not in a good spot. Uh, I understand that, uh, you know, 15 is better than 30, but right. You don't want to be in the middle of the pack when it comes to the first round draft picks. And that's essentially where they're looking like they're going to end up. What maybe get a wild card spot out of this, because there's a, still a lot of 500 teams out there that are, Kind of on the on the cusp of getting into the playoffs, but also like there's not. Uh, it's <laughs> we have to win the next two I don't, games. I don't and want, bad things have to happen to a lot of teams. To I don't want to see the Vikings sliver. play in a meaningless play a uh, wild right. card game. Agreed, because it's going to be a one I, I and get done. It. Shake it looks great again. on paper. You got to the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah. You play the one seed and you get smoked fifty to nothing. We've seen this movie before. There's no. You, Especially after after the news we got today with T.J. Hawkinson, right? You might want to just pull the plug on this one. It, well, it, I don't it, believe before in giving before, up. Before no, it's before it's too late. I, I understand the 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 pride in not giving up on a season, but you got two weeks left. If you want to continue to inflict damage on your players heading into the offseason, 
Be my guest. Right. This might be a good yeah. time to start trying yeah. those new people. Try yeah. start trying our, our bench and giving them an opportunity. You've got DJ one amount, right? Yeah. You've got uh, uh, a good guy. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson yeah. out with an injury. That's yeah. he's definitely done for the rest yeah. of the season, and probably you don't want a full trainer's room this off season, right? And and this is brutal. Yeah. We've we've there's a lot of brutal injuries that have been suffered this season all around the league. Yeah. And I wonder how many, you know, it's nice to know that the uh, Vikings are changing the turf on the field, yep. going with what they think is going to be uh, less impactful for danger and, sure. and uh, injuries. That's great. That's money well spent. I'm down with that. That's a fine place to go. I don't know if it's enough. Uh, the injuries being sustained, I, overall, what are we going to look at? I mean, I don't remember growing up in the Chicagoland area, the 70s and 80s, they're playing with milk carton shout you know shoulder pads and yeah. and barely out of leather helmets and i don't remember the injuries taking place that are taking place now no is no, it and it's it's just it, like i said it's one of those things where i don't think unless some scientist wants to prove me wrong i don't i don't i'm not a big believer in the turf thing did I, you hear that scientists prove I, him wrong i am not I think people are just looking for a finger to point at, at them getting injured whatever We've had turf. We've had way worse turf around that has caused less injuries throughout a season. Let's stop pointing the finger at the at the, the turf. The Brady kids played on turf all the yeah, time. There was yeah. no injuries. Yeah. All right. Correct. It's a TV show. I know. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, I mean, unless you're Marsha getting the football to the nose. Yeah. That's one that still haunts me to this day. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got some pretty pretty big uh, injuries that are affecting us now. I I will say this. Do you know what I like about our coach? Is that O'Connell is the kind of guy who can look at this. He's not taking the <laughs> the cries from the public personally. Yeah. He, he understands, and I think he's hurting as much as we are as Vikings fans. Yep. Whereas like Chile and, and some of our previous uh, coaches just had this air and this attitude that they were like, uh, uh, don't question. who. How dare you? Who do you think yeah. you are? And I understand there has to be a certain level of ego in order to contain your team and have them look up to you. But you can't. Act like a Belichick level when you're not delivering Belichick results. There's there's a humbleness to KOC. Yeah, I, and I, do I like that. love the fact that he knows he is still. I, I don't like using the term green because this is his second full season. We're pretty much darn well through two straight full seasons with him, but he's still green as a head coach. And like there's still there's always learning opportunities when you are a head coach. He knows the hand he dealt this was dealt this year. Has not been good. Yeah. Have that? Have there been adjustments that that should have been made throughout the season to make sure we win some that they've won some of these games? Absolutely, they're they are better than their record shows. But there's just been too many loose ends constantly, and too many fires to put out throughout the season that have kind of gotten in the way of them being able to succeed with him. I don't put this the the outcome of the season completely on him by any means. I'm not no. saying he's not at fault for some things because yes, oh, it's well spread. Coaches are always at fault for some things throughout right. the season, but this is not a this is not a Bill Belichick situation where it's just time for a new regime. Right. This is a you know this you is building injuries. This is trial by fire. This right. is yeah. But what I'm saying, like I said before, I wouldn't start too many of the big time players with uh, unless you have some scenario where. You might find yourself in a playoff spot, but again, you don't want more people icing up 
their legs, their feet, their head, whatever in the off season, and maybe not even bring them back next year. I don't know. It's, I'm going to ice my neck spot. right now to cool down. Uh, we're going to take our final break for this hour. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. A couple people burning it up a little bit with me on the old talk and text line, 651-461-9226. People just saying they don't know where we need to begin, but changes need to take place. A lot of people loving Kevin O'Connell, thinking that we've got the right coach in place, we've got the right bones for this team, but there is definitely something missing. It seems like there's a lot less fun this season for that team as well. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it just seemed like last year the shakeup the breakup, the makeup of that team was all about really enjoying it and living and feeding off of that energy that we were seeing. And I think that might be part of the magic that we're missing this year. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just being hopeful uh, yet discontent because I want to see my team win. I want to, you know, I grew up in the area of the uh, the Bears, 1985 season, and watching that amazing Super Bowl. And I've been here now, living in the uh, the Minnesota area since basically 1989, 88, 89, and became a Vikings fan, have become a diehard fan. That doesn't mean I can't complain about it because I think there's been a lot of really poor decision-making made on the field of play, poor decision-making that I don't see on winning teams. And somebody always puts the blame off on somebody else, and I think that there are times we need to buckle down, take the raw material that we have, start to work it, mold it. If we're going to do this, like uh, like Josh brought up, I mean, the fact is we've got some of these players in. Let's work with let's work with Dobbs in two games that really don't matter at this point because, yeah. again, we don't want to go to the first round of playoffs and get beat. So let's bring Dobbs back in and work him. Put some effort into that kid. Give him a chance to shine. People were lining up behind him. They loved him. They loved who he is, what he represented. And I think if we can find a nice amalgam between the playbook that we have and the player that we have and give that both a chance to breathe, we could shake a lot of things up. This guy reminds me a lot of a Brett Favre with his versatility, with his running, with his strength. Uh, you know, I think that there's more to this kid than meets the eye. I'm not totally down on Mullins, but it, it shows me that he's not the answer right now. I'm not sure we have the answer, but let's work with what we have, mold that clay, and give some of the younger generation a chance to shine. We'll take our final break this hour. We're coming back. I've got another hour with you here. I'm Dave Schrader in for Jason DeRussia on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.